Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's me. It's Toby. Uh, I had a fun time watching uh, Fight Night Strickland versus Magomedov. Did you? I think it delivered, man. I think it was a lot better than people were saying it was going to be. I agree. So let me share my screen real quick for you viewers so we can go through these fights. Um, look at this power slap promotion. Good Lord. <laughs> the the, the most events popular of the sport, apparently. Oh, man. I don't know, bro. I kind of want to do a power slap preview for the SNGs one of these days. Really? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dana keeps saying, like, yeah, we get so many views, but it's like, I think he bases it on TikTok. So I'm not sure that's really an accurate gauge of how popular power slap is. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good point. Um, We'll start with the first fight of the night Alexander Romanov versus Blagoy Ivanov. Uh, Two heavy heavy boys going at it. Um, I wasn't impressed by the win, to be honest. It was a lot of jabbing. Oh, well, I'll throw a hook in there. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed by either of these guys. I mean, they both just looked like mediocre. Romanov still, he was really big. Like I thought he was going to come in a little bit more shredded. Look yeah, a little he was better. huge. But he was so huge. Not to be fair, he didn't just completely gas out, which is good. But... What if he had met more resistance? Like, would he have just gassed out again like he did in the Volkov fight? Who knows? Maybe. It was not overly impressive at all. No, absolutely not. Um, I don't know what's, what to do with Blagoy, honestly. Um, but if we go to heavyweight, um, and I don't know what to do with Romanov either. The craziest thing to me is that Blagoy beat Fedor in Combat Sambo back in the day. Yeah, Blagoy was a savage at Combat Sambo. That is so weird to think about. Yeah, but Romanov, I mean, Chris Stocks is moving down, which I've been wanting him to do for a minute. Super uh, smart move by Dawkins. Yeah, I think he'll be great at light heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, and I think he fights Khalil Roundtree. Um, that's a tough fight, but I think... That's a tough fight. I I think his hand speed will do the trick. Yeah, he's been he's always been pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Derek Lewis for Romanov? Who knows? That could make yeah. Oh, Romanov, make sense. Uh, Derek Lewis is fighting somebody, isn't he? Uh, is it? No, he just fought Spivak. Who is he? Uh, de Lima. Oh, yeah. De Lima, man, dude, poor Derek Lewis. He just keeps moving like down and down and down. We love Derek Lewis. Yeah, we still love Derek. Yeah. Um, this was the upset of the night. I think Ram Kutatuladze got knocked out by Elvis Brenner. Oh my gosh, I I cannot believe that happened. Especially, man, the punch that landed was like right on his neck. It was just the side of his neck, and he just fell. Like, he got sliced with an axe or something. But he was gassed, man. He had nothing yeah. left. Yeah, I think he needs to move up. Yeah, I, you know, he's super shredded, but it almost makes me wonder if he cuts too much weight to get down. To yeah, that and honestly, if, you're, if you guys don't know how biology works, I'm not a biology major, but when you run out of um, 
energy in the bloodstream, your body goes to fat to get energy. He has no fat to get any energy from. <clears throat> yeah, literally no, no body fat basically. So yeah, he, he should move up. Um, I think he'd be a beast at 170 personally. So I think so too. I think he'd bring a lot of speed up with him to 170. He's not like super short or anything. I mean, he's a pretty decent height. Uh, so he'd be, you know, tall enough for welterweight, I think. But man, I mean, Brenner, you know, what heart that cut was nasty, dude. That was a horror. Yeah. Man, that elbow that he landed gashed like a two inch cut on his face. And Brenner just walked for it like a zombie. I mean, those Charles Oliveira got like in that camp. I don't know what they're made out of, but they're they're insane. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Joe Anderson uh, Brito got the job done. Like we, he that was pretty savage. Yeah, that was really impressive. A super vicious finish by Joe Anderson Brito. And I didn't know that Weston Wilson was training at, um, with Stephen Thompson. Those guys down in Simpsonville. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, it definitely showed. He had that long karate style. But man, Brito, he's just so powerful, so aggressive. Uh, I mean, man. You know, he defended that uh, – was it a knee bar attempt, I believe? Defended the knee bar and then just pounded him out. I mean, it was impressive. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's a real problem. I think he's I think he's a legit contender. And his call out of Dan Ige was pretty sick. I thought he was seeing Dana at first. I thought he was just cussing at Dana. I was like, oh, whoa, <laughs> come on, man. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, then he was like, Dan Ige, Dan Ige. I was like, oh, oh that makes a lot more sense, yeah. <laughs> Um, Kevin Lee does not fit in. No, poor Kevin Lee, man. <laughs> Dude Come got on. blitzed, bro. That was a slaughtering. That was like a small little animal just went into like a, a wolf den and just got mauled. I mean, dude, Fakhradinov killed him. He hit him with that one, two, and then just choked him to death almost. Like, I thought he died in there, frankly. Why I I still just don't get why they put him up against someone as elite as Vakrat Dinov in his return fight. I don't know, man. I have no idea. And I guess, you know, after the fight, maybe some people were saying beforehand that Vakrat Dinov isn't a finisher. And it's like, yeah, he had two decisions in the UFC. But you look at those fights, he was so dominant. I don't care if he got the finish or not. He was so dominant. It doesn't even matter. Honestly. Yeah, he made... Oh, wow. Oh. He made Ryan Battle look helpless. Dude, what was it? 14 minutes of control time against Brian Battle? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure you're right about that. Like, come on, man. Come on. Anybody who's saying, like, oh, he didn't get to you know, finish in his first couple of fights. Well, what are you going to say now? Because Kevin Lee, not it's not like he came in looking horrible. He was in shape. You know, he looked pretty good. Yeah, um, I agree. But, you know, like you said, he just got blitzed. Fakhar Dinov came forward and just destroyed him. And that yeah. was a brutal power guillotine that he locked up there. Yeah, I I think Kevin Lee fits down at 155. He has to find some way to make it down there. Yeah, he he literally has to find any way to cut down to 155. I mean, there's just no path for him at 170. I don't think he, he doesn't fit in. No, no, like legitimately, just does not. There's not enough room for him. Especially, it's not even a, it's not even a joke. Like he doesn't fit in at 170. Dude, especially with the killers that we're seeing rising through the ranks right now at welterweight. I mean, you just look at the division right now. Especially with Michael Morales after the performance that he had. There's just no room for Kevin Lee in that welterweight division. No. Um, Nurzeltan Ruzaboyev is legit. <laughs> yeah, that was that crazy, was man. impressive. 
caught the kick, right hand, out. Awesome. I, I, I like, and he's so big for the division too. So he's going to cause a lot of problems. It, it was a beautiful counter. I mean, it was early too, really early finish. Yeah, he, he just, he caught it, landed right on the chin, pounded him out. I mean, it was perfect. You know, you can't have a much better debut than that. And like you said, what is it, this dude, like 6'5"? I mean, he is. And he's got 42, 43 fights in his pro career. He's experienced. He's tall. You know, he's definitely a problem for the middleweight division. He's 35-8-2 for a debut. That's crazy. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, six foot five. He's only 29, too. And he has... Oh, jeez. He's on a uh, Alexi Olenek uh, trajectory when it comes to <laughs> yeah, good how Lord, many fights man. he'll fight. That's that's insane. That's crazy. Um, Benoit Saint Denis defeated Ishmael uh, Bonfim. Beautiful performance, I thought. I thought he put on a clinic. The body kicks, then he got the rear naked choke. Um, in the waning seconds of the first round. You know, after that Dos Santos fight in October a couple years ago on the Blahovich to share card, I thought that dude's life was going to be changed because that terrible, terrible ref. Um, Yamasaki would have stopped it earlier. But, I, yeah. I mean, Saint Denis has a lot of potential, I think, and he showed it last night. Dude, that was truly one of the most impressive performances. And there were so many great performances on this card, but that yes. was up there with one of the best because – Bonfim is legit. I still think he's legit. I still think he has a path forward in the lightweight division, but especially after seeing his knockout of Terrence McKinney, I was really high on this dude. And the way that St. Denis, like you said, so amazing, the way he targeted the body. And he talked about it after the fight. Even if it doesn't hit the body every time, you're just deadening his arms, right? A guy who's trying to land that big right hand over and over, he has to block that body kick with his arms. And so I think Bonfim... He just couldn't figure out a way to either close the distance or move laterally to avoid the kicks, and his arms were just dead. Yeah, I think you put that perfectly. Um, so we'll just move on. <laughs> and, I do, and then the submission, I mean, the way he got the back and cranked, yeah. I mean, beautiful, beautiful fight. I mean, personally, I don't think there's much to say about the Lipsky-Gato fight. Um, yeah. Nah. The, the yeah. thing I'll say, I took my dog for a walk during that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing uh, against pot- either of these women, but there's always one potty break fight on the uh on the main card. Dude, yeah. That's true. But Max Griffin versus Michael Morales. Woo, Michael Morales is a problem. He looked fantastic. That jab stiff. His striking aggressive, but he never got too he never got careless. That's the thing. That's the one thing I'd like to point about Morales. Uh and he did it against a crafty veteran like Max Griffin. There this dude. And he's huge for the division. Like, geez, he looked massive in there. He's, he's going to be awesome. Dude, I think the thing that really impressed me the most about Michael Morales was that takedown defense. Yes. The way, the way he just shucked off Max Griffin, who now, not exactly like a prolific takedown artist, but obviously has good wrestling and good grappling. I mean, the way Morales was defending, sprawling so perfectly and just shucking him off, was incredible and then the distance management like you mentioned the jab was on point this guy is so so talented how old is he like 20 24 24 i mean it's incredible man the length the height like you mentioned michael morale that that was probably my favorite fight of the whole night to watch i mean i just i was blown away by michael morales because his last fight he was you know moving that well and landing as well but he seemed to get a little tired uh late into like the second into the third round 
But in this one, he didn't really show any signs of fatigue. And it was a pretty high-paced fight. And Max Griffin landed some shots. I think his uh, Morales' eye was busted up too. And yeah. he fought through it. And it, it was incredible. Great performance. Yeah, Michael Morales is – it's hard to believe he's only six feet tall. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, his he reach is 79 so... inches. That's crazy. Oh, my. Yeah, he seems so much longer than like, – Yeah, he, he looks tall. I, I, I'd bet a little taller. Uh, before we get in this, Grant Dawson, I'd like to—I owe you an apology because I basically said you have no chance of winning this in any part, and you very much proved me wrong. You had his back for basically ten minutes of the fight. Um, Demir's Magulov is—I still think he's an elite talent in this division. Grant Dawson's just a problem, um, and he clearly showed that. And again, I apologize to you, Grant Dawson. That was really impressive to watch. Yeah, I think I wrote off Grant Dawson as well. I mean, I know I did. I was definitely talking a lot of game about Isma Gulov. But like you mentioned, I still think Isma Gulov is one of the best talents in the lightweight division. It just goes to show that's how good Grant Dawson is. I mean, the way he controlled him systematically throughout this fight, position to position, knew exactly where he needed to be, controlled it every step of the way, did not show any signs of fatigue. It was a perfect performance by Grant Dawson. Yeah, and Laura Sanko was pointing. Okay, first off, Laura Sanko commentary, fantastic last Dude, night. Sanko on point. She is always on point in commentary. Her and Bisping, I actually really like as a commentary. And Fitzgerald, that's maybe my favorite new uh, trio of uh, commentary. Yeah, and when she, the way she was explaining how he was switching the body triangle and stuff, like that's what we. That's that's more of what I want. <laughs> like, yeah exactly they were giving good technical commentary the whole time she knew exactly i mean and she's fought i think professionally a couple of times i think Honestly, she has one professional fight yeah so i mean like you know of course she trains outside of that a lot like she knows what she's talking about in there and yeah i mean dawson the wrist control was beautiful um moving that body triangle around was beautiful he just did everything right man and like i think i texted you this um top five or top three next for grant dawson it, it's got to be i mean this guy deserves a huge fight next. Let's take a look. Uh, all right, right here. I don't know. I think so. He's gonna move up to twelve, right? Yeah. Gamrot one, Sarukian one, Faziv. Does he have a fight? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Faziv would be really interesting. You'd have like a super amazing um diverse striker versus a grappler with the level of talent as grant dawson that'd be a great fight i'm down for shoot i'm down for that i think that's the fight to make honestly that might be the best option because because yeah. it gives Fazeev a chance to redeem himself after gaichi which i mean there's no shame in losing to Ju Ju justin gaichi come on no but it, that was a fairly close fight too it's not like he got blown out by gaichi yeah. or anything but you know i think that's just a good step up for grant dawson as well so yeah that, that's a really intriguing matchup and i'm pretty sure yeah he's on a nine fight unbeaten streak i believe he's never lost in the ufc just that one draw so incredible yeah. man he is he is on the come up for sure but as far as Magulov, i still think that same thing with uh bonfim i think that is has a pretty bright future still ahead of yeah. him i'm not sure how old he is but you know he's still super super talented yeah he, he's an elite talent you you can't he's 32 like yeah i think he's still you know if he just I know he had that same um, problem in the Sarukian fight, I believe. He got controlled a lot on the ground. If he can just shore up that hole in this game, he's, he's a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sean Strickland shows that he belongs in the UFC top 10. I mean, there, 
there's no question about that after uh last night's performance i mean he took a boost to town a boost won the first round i think you and i can agree on that but yeah. sean shulkin just said uh-uh, i'm done and he he was throwing more than one twos throwing hooks and got him out of there and honestly once it's once a boost hit the ground at in the second round, Mark Smith should have stopped in, stepped in immediately because he was gas. I would I would have stopped that fight, but then the ground and pound lasted way much longer than it should have, even in oh, a normal yeah. like knockout scenario. And they're not gassed. It was crazy, man. But Sean Strickland showed who he was, and he looked really good. Yeah, uh, that was a terrible stoppage. I'm not sure what Mark Smith was looking for. I'm not sure. You know, there are fights where guys go down, but it's like, okay, he might be able to fight through this, and he's still got something left. No, like he was done. He was turning his back. He was shelled up, had nothing left to give, and Mark Smith is just letting him eat, like, punch after punch after punch. But, yeah, I mean, Sean Strickland, this is exactly what he needed. Like you said, to prove it, he is still a top 10, maybe even a top five talent in, in the middleweight division. He was throwing beautiful combos. When he had a boost hurt, he didn't just let him off the hook. He pressured forward, he cut off the cage, and he started landing hooks, uppercuts. I, mean, I wish he would have gone to the body. I think if there's one thing yeah, that he would have opened can do, him up. Dude, yeah, if there's one thing that Strickland can do to really improve his game is when he starts ripping those combos, rip to the body as well. Especially when you have a guy like Abus um, in this fight who was so gassed. Would you text me like, how did he not have any gas after one round? This dude had one round of, of gas <laughs> in his tank. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he had he had one round of cardio in him, which was, I that's absurd. And I mean, here's why I don't get. I don't get what the people who say that Sean Strickland's a boring fighter. I don't think he's boring. I actually think he's entertaining in the main events because he, he always presses action, like he's always pressuring. Yeah. So I I really don't know what more you want. Um, I think I mentioned this to you, but is it just weird? Does Sean Strickland's legs look super short? Yeah, he does have oddly short legs. I'm not sure. Maybe that's why he doesn't kick that much. He just throws his little snap kicks. Uh, he very much leg. has a swimmer's body. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Interesting. Uh, but Abus, dude, I don't know what to do with him. Let's, um, nah, I'm, we don't got to talk about him. Um, but Sean Strickland, uh, you and I were texting back and forth about this for a little while yesterday. But if Whitaker wins, right? I think Whitaker. I know Izzy doesn't really want to fight Whitaker again. I wouldn't mind seeing it again personally, but you know if if Izzy wants fresh blood, Sean Strickland's the next dude. Unless uh, Drakus uh, somehow performs the miracle of all miracles. Yeah, yeah. I think it really depends. I mean, if Rob goes in there and just slaughters Duplessis, I think you can make a good argument that Whitaker should get the title shot. And, of course, if Duplessis wins, he's obviously getting the shot. But if it's just like a, you know, decision, like, yeah, Whitaker looks good, but it's nothing overly impressive, I, I have no issue giving it to Sean Strickland because at that point, who else is above him? Like, Costa's already got his shot. Vittori's got his shot. Cannoneer's got his shot. And the Cannoneer and Vittori fights were uh, not that long ago. I mean, fairly recent. You know, Strickland's the only guy up there that actually hasn't gotten the shot yet. Man, if, if, if Duplessis wins, I'm going to cry. I just don't see it, man. There's just no like. I don't see it either. But I didn't see it for any of the other guys he's fought. That's true. That is like, true. I, I thought Darren Till was gonna knock him out. He, which I'll admit, yeah. my ex for that time, that point in Darren Till's career, my expectations were a little too high. Yeah, 
Man, it is so crazy the fall from grace that Darren Till has had. Like 17-0, you know, just a world beater, uh, fighting for a title at such a young age. And then after that, I, I don't know, man, maybe the Woodley fight just really messed him up. But ever since then, he has just not been the same guy. I don't know. Well, I thought he he was he could have beat Robert Whitaker if he didn't get taken down the last round. I mean, he yeah, Darren Till could fight, man. But Dude, and then I don't talented. know what happened to Derek Brunson, bro. Jared Cannonier must have messed him up because oh, that was a pitiful performance. Dude, Brunson seems to have lost all cardio. Like he has no cardio whatsoever. And it's weird because he's a wrestler. Yeah, like what happened? He one day he just woke up and was like, "No, I just don't have gas." At all. <laughs> the treadmill, not today. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's an age thing, man. Maybe he's just you know been yeah, at the top 40. for a while. And I don't know, but yeah, no this this Strickland performance was great, man. I think um, I think he really needed that win for sure. Yeah, not, well, not that he needed, but he needed a finish for sure. He, yeah, he needed a, a finish to make a statement. But Robert. Robert Whitaker, please, please, <laughs> fraud check this man. Dude, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think um, Duplessis is uh, – I mean, honestly, that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think people even think he's that good. You know, I think a lot of people good. realize that he's, you know, just a mediocre talent. Yeah, he, he's not he's, – he's not good. Yeah, and it's like I'm never going to hate on a guy who is – I think he's like 5-0 and in the UFC. Like, yeah, obviously he's got some good wins, but – he has not impressed me in any of them. I haven't watched no. his fights and been like, oh man, this guy's really going to present problems for Whitaker, for Izzy, for any of those guys. I just don't see it, man. I completely agree. Um, Yeah, Marcus Perez, Trevin Giles, uh, Brad Tavares, Darren Till, and Derek Brunson are his wins. Yeah, it's like, eh, you know. <laughs> uh, according to uh, Glover, uh, Alex Pereira is 230 pounds and 8% body fat. Dude, I saw that. That's that is so crazy. He, he personally, I don't know if you I don't he doesn't appear that big to me. Like he, really? he's got to be a dense 230. Yeah, he I, I don't know. Yeah, he has a weird weight distribution for sure. I don't know what it is about the guy. I think part of it, he there's no way that Alex Pereira is 6'4. He is like 6'6 minimum. Minimum yeah, he, six six. He, I think he's like I really do think he's tall. He's got to be six five. Like, and also, yeah, his he he's very dense. It he must be. All right, so to some news, Jack. So out of all the options that the UFC were given uh, regarding Jack Della Madalena, yep. got a couple people stepping up. You know, he could have called Neil Magny. Kevin Could have Holland. called or not Fakrat Dinov, like Kevin that. Holland. No, they choose this dude, uh, Josiah Harrell. <laughs> I never even heard of this dude. And apparently yeah. he's like a lightweight and he's five foot seven, something like that. I'm looking him oh up right my. now. Are you kidding me, man? Josiah the Hammer Harrell, muscle hammer, muscle hamster. Wow. He's 24. He's a lightweight. He's five foot seven with a five foot seven reach. Are, dude, are you serious? You're you're kidding. You're like you're joking around, right? I'm not joking. Out of all the guys that would have stepped up, and dude, what does this prove? Okay, Jack Doll Madalena, he goes in there and murders this guy in a minute. Like, what does that prove? <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, according to topology, he's the he's the highest ranked lightweight coming out of Ohio. That's something, uh, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Oh, I think he. I think he. Uh, he's part of uh immortal MMA. Oh. Fighting out of Grove City, which is a suburb of Columbus, where I'm from. Interesting. Is immortal yeah, the, MMA? Is that um Matt Brown? See if Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's awesome. Oh, the, yeah. This dude's gonna get killed. Like this is. They should lose their promoter's license. Yeah, th- that's crazy, man. I don't <laughs> care how good this guy is. A five foot seven, like this guy must be like really dense, you know. Like I, I don't know, man. He must be like a really just strong, muscular dude. But he, my, even my, still, my question is just like, there's there were some like Kevin Holland volunteered, a couple other people volunteered. You could have called Neil Magny, who's up for anything, but it it just doesn't make sense. This is like. I mean, if you're going to bring a guy up who's never fought in the UFC, there's no welterweights at all in the whole United States. Not one welterweight that you could bring into this fight. <laughs> you have to do a lightweight. Yeah. It, yeah. This dude might get killed, man. That, yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. To Terrible. Me. Horrible matchmaking. Yeah. That's. Why that's wouldn't all. you want to put Kevin Holland in there? I understand he has a fight with Kiesa, but if you if Holland wins, he's in the top 15. Yeah. Dude, even if it, even if he loses, like, do we really think Kevin Holland is not just going to turn around and fight Kiesa still? Unless he gets, like, brutally knocked out, I guess. But, yeah. You know, if he just loses a decision, like, I, I think Kevin would still definitely fight Michael Kiesa. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, knowing Kevin Holland. Yeah, he five, five wins in eight months. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mike Perry calls Sean Strickland out for a BKFC fight. I would pay money for that press conference. I'd pay money to see that. That'd be hilarious. The press conference itself might be better than the actual fight, honestly. It'd be a good fight, though, obviously. Mike Perry's the bare-knuckle goat, obviously. Dude, I would almost favor Mike Perry in that fight. Oh, I would. I I favored him over Luke Rockhold. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I would... If they put Ngannou in there in bare knuckle, I would probably favor Mike Perry just slightly over Ngannou. That's how good of a bare knuckle <laughs> fighter this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to some uh, influencer boxing, um, <laughs> apparently Tommy Fury is, uh, according to you know KSI and Jake Paul, ducking. I'm like, dude, Tommy Fury is. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> it's like it's like the 185 cut. Like he he, he wants to move it up to 185. And yeah. like, no, come on. I'm like, dude, it's 185. Like, yeah. First off, Tommy Fury has the weirdest build out of any man I've seen. It's because his arms are so long. He's like, he's a normal height, but he has like a, hold on. Yeah, he What's is his... a weird shaped guy. I mean, it's perfect for boxing. I mean, he has an, he has an 80 inch reach at six feet tall. Jeez. He has a 6'10 reach, and that, that just gives. Dude, his knuckles drag on the floor. I, I know. I was, I was just about to say, yeah, like he's like literally that, dragging. That is up. crazy. Like that, you're not gonna get it on inside on that on a build like that. Like, I yeah. mean, he, you know, I know he, he, Jake Paul took him to a decision, but to me that was pretty. Um, it just shows, like, I mean, Tommy Fury is a good boxer. He's not a bum, guys. Like, no. this dude can box. <laughs> I think people make the mistake of like, oh, well, he's clearly not as good as Tyson Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury is literally maybe the greatest, one of the like five greatest heavyweights that we've ever seen in boxing. Yeah. I don't don't think it's a fair comparison to put Tommy Fury up against a guy like that. Absolutely not. (laughs) 
It's that that's so stupid. It's like if LeBron's kid gets to the NBA and people are like, well, he's not as good as LeBron. Like, yeah, LeBron is probably the what greatest are your expectations? player in history. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not sure what you want out of this guy. Yeah. I mean, isn't he undefeated? Like, he's pretty good. I mean, yeah, he's, he's obviously he's like not terrible. Like, he's not a bum. Ugh, I can't shout out Tommy Fury, man. You're, you're, yeah. you're a good boxer. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Um, pretty quiet. Um, I, it's Sunday, so and only a day since the last event, so that's it, that's just what's gonna happen. Dude, I did uh, see. Um, you know, we were talking about uh on a recent podcast about Brian Ortega, Tracy Cortez, man. Oh, the I Twitter see. likes. Yeah, My, our boys down bad. Dude, man, I'm and sorry. How can Brian. you blame him? How I'm can sorry, you blame Brian. him? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you can't blame him. And now there's rumors about her and Paula Costa. It's like, man. Yeah, Paula Costa has a girlfriend. Yeah, but dude, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul Paula Costa's crazy. Um I oh yeah, he Paula Costa did confirm that they just ran into each other and he just wanted to take a selfie, I think, for Twitter. Oh, okay. I, and I think I think he even sent it uh to Paula even sent it to his girlfriend or something like that. I, th- I think that's what it was. My yeah. gosh. Paulo Costa. All right, here's my thing with Paulo Costa. Um, he's absolutely hilarious. But if you're, um, oh, he, they took a selfie for a friend that both Tracy and Paulo have. Oh, Would okay. be surprised if he was trolling Brian Ortega. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. but like his Twitter is not for the faint of heart. No, <laughs> that is a <laughs> wild, wild man. <laughs> the thing is i think i forget who whom i was talking with this talking with about this but you can't cancel him just no. simply due to the fact that he doesn't care he is one of those guys yeah like if he posts something and he gets backlash people say like oh my gosh i can't believe he posted that he'll just post the next day a, a different something thing worse. it just does he does not care whole he will never address any of the criticism which is honestly the perfect way to go about it like just do not listen to what anybody has to say and just keep moving forward what are people gonna do you know <laughs> and he has a secret juice yeah yeah man dude cost over strickland talk about good press conferences that would be the greatest press conference ever <laughs> i mean he just all paul cost would probably do is just Refer to him as a homophobic slur. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, probably. Like he does on Twitter. Um, yeah. To just about every other thing that he mentions. Um, but it's International Fight Week. Um, yep. This is exciting. This is big. It's huge. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at this card. Woo. Dude, we're going to have to go all, all out on Thursday. Um, we yes. do a preview. We're gonna have to go in depth, man, because this is a big, big card. Yeah. Uh we probably won't be able to do it at a normal time on Thursday, but are you free that afternoon? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, cool. We'll do it then. Uh but yeah, this card is sick. Main card, sick. Prelims, sick. Um th- they got destroyed because Sean Brady pulled out. Do you see the infection that he had? No, was it pretty bad? Oh, he he had like strep in his elbow, and it and it like was swollen and everything. They had to drain it out. Oh, it was it was foul, bro. I think it's on his Instagram. um, I remember years and years ago. I think it was Mark Hunt got um. What's that infection that um causes like 
you can literally put a hole into your body. Like he had a giant hole in him, a staph infection, a staph infection. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Hunt had one of the worst, most gruesome staph infections I have ever seen in my life. It was literally like a giant hole inside of his leg, I think it was. Yeah, and Sean Brady a few years ago had to pull out of a fight, I'm pretty sure, because he got a staph infection. I'm like, what's the problem with your gym? Yeah, yeah. That, that is wild, man. Um, But Robbie Lawler's last fight, damn. Yeah, oh, man. I honestly, I love Nico Robbie Price so much, is not man. an easy one. Dude, I know, I know. This is not a fight to like, oh, he's going to ride out on the sunset and have a nice retirement. Like, Nico Price is a dog, man. He's a tough yeah. fight for anybody. Nico Price is a savage. Um, But arguably better than that card is the July 29th card. Yeah. Corey versus Gaethje. I think that card is legitimately a better card than – uh. International Fight Week card. I mean, Poirier and Gaethje. Whew. Heater. Blahovich Pereira. Ferguson, Bobby Green. Costa, Aliskarov. Um, Thompson versus Michel Pereira. Um, Derek Lewis versus Rogerio de Lima. Yeah. Kessa Holland. Semelsberger, Liness. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kopalov versus uh, Ribeiro. Oh, yeah. Bows versus Bomb. Oh, my gosh. It's a great card, man. And a lot of pretty close fights, too. A lot of ones where, you know, could go either way. Not just, like, you know, matches uh, set up for guys to win. Not that 290 is filled with that, but there are a few matchups on there where it's, like, I'm pretty confident that this guy's going to win. Like Bo Nickel, for example. I think we all know what's going to happen in the Bo Nickel fight. To be fair, though, I think anybody that Bo Nickel faces for his first couple fights is – we all know the outcome of that. Yeah. I honestly think you should just give him a top 10 guy right now. Dude, at this point, yeah. I mean, for how dominant of a wrestler he was at Penn State, how incredible he's looked in the UFC so far. Yeah, why not? I, w- I wouldn't even mind that. I mean, no. considering they did that with uh, Magomedov, who beat Dustin Stoltzfus, who's not exactly fantastic. Um, and Bo Nickel is obviously a much better prospect than uh, Magomedov is. Yeah. And someone would take that fight because Bo Nickel's a name. So it's like... Yeah, he's already a huge name. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the 292 card is stacked too. Like there's there's no there's no breaks. It's all gas to the end of the summer. No, no. Oh, and I just want to clarify too. No disrespect to Treshawn Gore. Treshawn Gore is a good fighter as well. Um, I just think that Bo Nickel is a really, really solid prospect. Yeah. Agree completely. But you know what, man? Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I will say I'm looking at 292, and they still have Cejudo versus Vera, but I know that fight's not happening. It's so tragic. I I, I think Piotr Jan should step up. I hope, man. I I hope. But anyway, um, international fight week coming up. Can't wait. So that'll do it for us here on Throne Hands. When we get back, uh, 290, uh, Volkanovski versus uh, Rodriguez. So banger. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.